Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Menares. I believe that we all need a space to speak our authentic truth, as well as a space to hear the truths of real and vulnerable people so that we can better understand that we are not alone. Hearing the experiences of others encourages us to step into the light in our own lives. It is through owning our stories and learning to speak our truth that we are able to grow and rise above the challenges we face and step into the full power of all we were created to be. You will hear many topics discussed in this space with people from all over the world. We hope that you feel welcomed into a community of growth and that this space will invite you to uncover the absolute greatness that is already inside of you. Oh, and don't forget, check out all the We Podcast episodes as well as the We Spot blog over at thewespot.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey there, it's me. You're listening to episode number 84, Overcoming Perfectionism and Finding the Confidence to Start Your Own Business. In this episode, I get to talk with Samantha Schultz. Samantha is the owner of her travel agency, Plan Your Perfect Vacation, where she's an expert in travel organization and planning. She works with clients that are overwhelmed, exhausted, or frustrated with the travel planning process. She alleviates their stress and saves them time by using her travel expertise and connections to prioritize, plan, and create life-enriching international experiences with a VIP level of service. We talk in this episode about her story about overcoming perfectionism, working on becoming more relationship focused and gaining the confidence to start her own business and really believe that it could be successful. She also talks about her personal growth journey and how we are constantly a work in progress. If you are needing some confidence and encouragement to step out and do the thing you've been dreaming of doing, this episode is definitely for you. So here we go. Here is my interview with Samantha. Welcome to this episode of the WE Podcast. I'm very excited to be having a conversation with the amazing Samantha Schultz, and I can't wait for you to meet her and hear more about her story. And I'm also excited to get to know you better as well, Samantha. I know we have briefly chatted before and and were able to connect, which you connected with me, and I was so grateful. And now I'm really excited to dive in deeper into who you are, what's brought you to where you are today, and hear more about your story. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, yes. So to start out, you started your own business. It's a travel agency. And I know we've been chatting prior to recording about a lot of the things that are going on right now with COVID and how it's affected your business. I think that's a very real thing for a lot of people. And yeah. So can you tell us just a little bit about your business um, as we start out? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so business is called Plan Your Perfect Vacation. It's a full service travel agency that specializes in international travel and really is all about um, connecting travelers with life enriching experiences. And I started it about four years ago. Um, I now have three associates that work with me and um, you know, I, I never, thought the business would um, get to where it is today, but also never thought that we'd be going through what we're going through in the world today. So there's just been a lot of learnings along the way, a lot of learnings right now, but I'm still, you know, thrilled to be in this industry, have no desire to leave it. Um, so, you know, with everything that's been going on um, with COVID, obviously, uh, every industry has been, and every person, whether or not they're in business, has been they've been dealing with some type of challenge in some way. Obviously with travel and having it be completely restricted has thrown um, every agency for a loop, you know, and really when everything first started, it, at least for me, it all came down to just basically like crisis management. So getting, you know, clients back to the U.S., getting ones that were getting ready to depart canceled, you know, just really making sure that um, in that moment, everyone was getting taken care of. Now we're kind of in this different phase of we're, there's still a lot of pieces that are still having to get cleaned up. So people still waiting for refunds, um, you know, from travel suppliers, individuals that are still wanting to rebook their trips, but we're, you know, so many different restrictions everywhere that we don't know when they can travel again, or people that have rebooked that now we're having to rebook a second or third time. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it, the biggest question I'm getting right now with COVID is, you know, well, when is it safe to travel again? And, you know, I wish I had that crystal ball to be able to say like, this is the date and we're all going to be ready to go somewhere. But, you know, right now I, I tell everyone, I'm like, we've got to be patient. We're just going to take it day to day. We're going to see what the restrictions are, you know, what's going on with, you know, the different government regulations and what they're suggesting for travel. And really we just can't be, you know, rushing in to things like well let's just make sure everyone is safe and everyone's getting the experience they ultimately want when they travel and that might be something we're gonna have to wait for yeah it's hard I I know that in the summer well throughout the year but especially the summer I really look forward to travel I look forward to getting out of the norm and going somewhere new and it's just such a a break typically. And that's something that we're not getting right now. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like there have been uh, some breaks in some way where, you know, maybe people don't have to commute to a job or they're getting a break, you know, where they don't have to work as many hours or different things like that. But really the day to day, you know, from what I've heard from a lot of people, they kind of feel like it's become a little bit of like a groundhog day where it's, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're staying home and doing the same thing and you're not getting those outside experiences whether they're close to home or far from home and everyone's kind of in the in the mindset of I, I want to get away but again we can't just yet mm -hmm. yeah just wait till they lift it you're gonna be flooded sure with people so. who are like get me out of here right. yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah well thank you for sharing that I I know a lot of people are struggling right now with what COVID has brought and changed their businesses and travel is definitely a huge one that there's lots of restrictions on. And so 
I want to shift gears a little bit and talk more about the backstory of your business and what's kind of led you up to this point. So I work a lot with women in business. It's one of my uh, most favorite things to do. And I talk to so many women who they, they have a heart for creating a business or going into a business or they would really love to do it, but don't do it or stall and wait to do it because of fear or lots of other, uh, lots of other things I think can hold us back. And so I really love talking about the pre-story of successful businesses because I think a lot of women who are thinking I would really love to do this or that, they look at women in successful business and, and don't know the backstory, don't know how difficult it was or, or what you struggled with. And I know for you, one of the things prior to, to getting into business was overcoming some perfectionism and things like that. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about where you were prior to this getting going? Sure. Well, I won't. I won't go. You know, back to to day one of, uh, you know, pre pre owning my own business. But the career I had right before getting started is I was actually in the corporate world, working at Bath and Body Works corporate headquarters, and I was in a project management role there. And it was something when I um, took my first corporate jobs. Actually, and this is why I won't go too far down to it. So I was actually a school teacher prior to that. And after moving around the country for my husband's job, realized I needed to, um, to, to change gears. And so got, got into a project management role doing learning and development in, um, in that corporate office. And, you know, the corporate world is completely different from education when you're, you know, you're in your own classroom and you're, you know, developing your own materials. And, and it, I wouldn't say it is just, exclusive to that company. I think a lot of corporate companies, there is, you know, it's, it's competitive. It is, you know, fast paced. It's, you know, everything's moving quickly and mistakes, you know, there's just no time for that. And so, you know, I already had a history of just, you know, perfectionism, very high achiever, you know, graduated college undergrad with two degrees, got my master's while working full time. And that you add on a layer of, you know, this extra pressure. It was a really challenging time for me when I was in that role. And, you know, what I found with perfectionism is the harder and harder I tried to not only do everything perfectly or, you know, be the perfect employee or, you know, the perfect colleague, everything was kind of working against me and not against me. It was, it was me making the situation worse and worse on my own. You know, everything from I knew I, you know, I was very strong in my skills, but, you know, perfectionism, people that have that or that, um, you know, have dealt with it, you know, a lot of times it keeps you from even doing your work and doing it well because you're so afraid to begin because you don't want to fail. So that, that, that failure then really started to show up in my daily actions and the way that I interacted with colleagues and other people that I worked with. I wasn't the most pleasant person to always be around because internally I was so worried about not being this perfect employee. It made me 
it made me act out in ways that just weren't, I wasn't showing up as my best self. And it, um, I had a really great boss when I was there who had dealt with some similar things and really helped me, um, you know, it kind of really started my whole like personal development journey, something that I had never even, I don't know, knew about. Like, I didn't know that there were books you could read to, you know, like help you like learn different skills or start to reflect and think differently. And, you know, started reading about imposter syndrome and perfectionism and, you know, really reflecting on how I was showing up every day to the people around me and how that was impacting my relationships with, you know, with those that I, I had to be around, you know, eight plus hours a day, you know, day in and day out. Yeah, that's huge. The The discovery of personal development is such a beautiful thing. It is. Yes. Yeah. I, now I feel like I'm, I'm almost a junkie. Like I can't, it's like every time I have a book and I think also, again, the achiever in me, I love personal development books and that, you know, you read and you apply and you read and you apply. And that's why I have a hard time reading fiction because sometimes I'm like, well, what am I applying here? But mm-hmm. I, it's like, as soon as I finish one book, it's like, all right, what else can I learn? How can I continue to get better? So I wouldn't say perfectionism is as bad as it used to be. Now it's more of a, I, you know, there's always going to be that need to, I would say need to achieve. It's in my DNA. It's, it's how I am. But at least now it, I feel like it is channeled in a more positive way. Yeah, I can totally identify with that. I, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I don't know if you've taken that. But I've taken, yeah, but like one of the, the free quizzes. Yeah. 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 Which three is an achiever. And yeah. it's funny because a lot of times I think nonfiction books are, it's like, well, I'm just wasting my time. Like <laughs> I could be doing something productive and this is not productive. <laughs> yes. yes. I hear you. But yes, we have to learn as achievers to slow down and, and, look at the other things that are important as well, but I can totally relate to you. And something that you said was about the perfection-based procrastination. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think that it's, it's just, it's interesting because, you know, you talk about being a high achiever. So you would think, okay, someone that wants to, you know, be better and do better things, they wouldn't have a problem tackling challenges and big projects and things but when you do have those feelings of perfectionism your mind always goes first to i'm going to fail even if you've had past successes it's hard to get to where it's like wow this is this is difficult or do i know enough to do this or do i have the right resources to do this and sometimes it in your mind, well, if I don't start, I can't fail and it helps protect you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, then it becomes this massive feeling of overwhelm because as you are, you know, whether you have deadlines or if people are waiting on you for things or, or even just in your own mind, you wanted, you set out to do something and wanted to achieve it. You know, when you can't get past that thought of taking the first step because you're so fearful of making a mistake or not being able to get the outcome you thought you were going to get, it becomes paralyzing. And, you know, I found that that was often, you know, a really, again, it was, that was a big problem. And then sometimes because I, that I would get those feelings of overwhelm, you know, I mentioned 
not always showing up my best self every day because then it was like I I wasn't a pleasant person to be around because I was just I had so many negative emotions just inter internalizing constantly and didn't really know who to talk to about them because who who want like I don't know you think that you're alone and who's going to mm -hmm. understand and you know why would someone that has a history of achieving things and doing well in their career why would they be worried about this so you just you, you really do feel like you're alone that's why that's really the purpose of this podcast is i think we can get so stuck in that i'm the only one that feels this way and so hearing other people's experiences and understanding that you're not is so powerful yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that with the, with the personal development and really starting to go down that path, you know, that also made me a lot more open to just talking to people. Like I'm no longer, cause I, that, I think that was also a piece of perfectionism and that imposter syndrome where you, you don't want people to think that you're struggling. It's this persona mm -hmm. of I've got things, to, you know, I have everything together and now you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm okay being vulnerable to say to people like, I don't, you know, I don't know all of this, or I don't have all the answers, or I'm scared to get started, or, you know, what would you do in this situation? It's okay for me to not be perfect or have all the answers all the time. And I've realized that by reaching out to other people, it's almost that that's where the better relationships have come out of it, because I just have a completely different outlook on things and people know that not, I don't know, I guess I'm not, it's not that I'm not trying to be something I'm not, but that I'm, I'm no different than everyone else, I guess. Yeah. It makes you relatable. Mm -hmm, exactly. And so working with women who are perfectionists, I see, and as a perfectionist myself, I've experienced it where, you know, at one point I wanted to start a blog and I literally took three years three years. That's ridiculous. It's a long time researching how to start a blog <laughs> because when I started a blog, it needed to be perfect. Yeah, and right. yeah. Yeah. So I needed all the information before I could actually start. And thank goodness that I worked through that. But I think that's where a lot of people stay when it comes to business and perfectionism is I have to have it totally perfect before it starts. So how do you combat that? I mean, how, what, what did you do? What, what did it take for you to jump into starting your own business and how did the perfectionism play into that for you? While I was in that corporate job, you know, I did well, but I knew ultimately I I wasn't meant to, I hate to say, to be in a big office, just that it, it, it just didn't suit me very well. And I knew that I wanted to, one, own my own travel agency and work for myself. And while I was on that personal journey of, you know, changing how I thought about perfectionism and changing the way that I worked with other people and changing the way that I developed relationships, you know, that doesn't all just happen overnight. So there was still definitely... It, a lot of self-doubt during those years 
I did, like you said, a lot of researching on how to start your own agency, how to get into the travel business. You know, travels was a passion of mine and it was something I wasn't getting to do enough of. That was another thing as well. While I was in a corporate job, you know, you only have so much time off of work. I missed that flexibility and I, I figured, how do I, how am I going to match my passion for seeing the world and also being able to have the time and the flexibility to do it? But, you know, anyone that does all that research, kind of like with you with the blog, you kind of get into that analysis paralysis and you have to eventually just jump in. But I still did not have the confidence to do that. It was, again, I, I know myself and that I'll, I'll always work hard to achieve what I need to. But again, to get, to take that first step is the scariest part. What ultimately forced me to leave the corporate world because I, I probably wouldn't have because you just develop a level of comfort even though I knew it wasn't right for me. My husband was offered a job in another state and I wanted him to make sure he could take that opportunity and so I was like all right, well, I'm going to be leaving this job. And, you know, naturally just thought, well, I'll find another corporate job wherever we move. He, at that point, when we were getting ready to move, he was like, you're not looking for another job. He's like, you're going to start your business. You've been talking about this and researching it for how many years? It, it, and I thought, no, like, I can't, I can't do that. And he's like, why can't you? And I, I just said, no, I just don't think that's a good idea. Maybe I'll just like start it on the side. And then until I get good at it, you know, it, again, just one of those things where I had to start, if it, if I was going to do it, it had to be perfect from the get go. Mm. So he was like, well, I don't want you to do anything until we move. I want you to think about it. So we moved, got settled. He was like, I think, I think you need to take the jump and start your business. And so I thought to myself, all right. And of course, again, mine was still working on that perfectionism, you know, thought to myself, okay, well, I'll try it. And if I fail, cause again, it was always just, if I fail, mm -hmm. I still can fall back on other things that I've done. I still had, you know, other careers and I can do other things. So I decided to take all of the research that I had done. Um, I joined a host, a host agency to um, start my, my own agency. Like a week later, patched my bags, went to training, got, you know, my company started. I would say definitely the first full year, there was so much doubt, so much wondering, did I make the right choice? Should I be doing this? That, you know, I think I need to just go look for a job. And I think that's very common with people that start their own businesses. But again, I didn't want to share that with anyone because you don't want people to think you don't know what you're doing. And, and, you know, and I was still learning and figuring things out. And so again, a very lonely feeling. A lot of entrepreneurs I know now, like they, that's one of the biggest things they say. It's a lonely world when you don't find other people that you can talk to that are going through the same types mm -hmm. of things. I'm very thankful, you know, I got involved with, you know, networking with other small entrepreneurs and, you know, really developed a, a network where we could share, you know, those struggles or, you know, just having other people understand how many different hats you wear. You know, when you own your own business, you know, travel agency, I'm not just booking travel all day long. Like I'm the accounting department, I'm the marketing department. I, you know, I, mm. you, you have associates, like you're kind of a little bit of human resources. You're a little bit of everything. And a lot of people that have never owned a business don't understand that and you're you're juggling a lot 
Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful I stuck with it. Um, business, you know, started to really grow, started to blossom, gained my confidence that I knew what I was doing. Clients were very happy. I was being referred on. But I think one of the, you know, biggest things during that, you know, I, I think I've mentioned to you before is it, I changed the way that I was using relationships to really make my business blossom. And that was one of the things that was missing when I was in the corporate world. I was not very good at, you know, reaching out to the other people, taking the time to just connect with others. And really it was that networking and finding other entrepreneurs and just saying, Hey, you know, I just want to talk to you. Can we grab coffee? Like let's chat about what we're doing and where we've been. And that has been, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things that I've continued to this day. And I feel, you know, it has nothing to do with these are connections that are getting me more clients or more leads. These are just connections that on a day-to-day -day basis, we're helping each other realize that we made the right choice, that we can do big things, and that it's not always going to be an easy road. And, and, you know, if it weren't for all of those relationships right now, with everything that's been going on with COVID, it would have been exponentially more challenging than it is mm. now you know having other people to just say you know what this week has been really tough emotionally mentally you know and can we chat about what's going on with your business because you know like i said anyone well whether you're in business or not or have a family everyone's been going through challenges and so i think just relationships have been just key through all of it I have a women's business group and we, that's really the reason for it is to have people to talk through uh, different things with and get that support because it is entrepreneurship is very lonely is a place that can definitely suck you into you are the only one who is not successful in your business yes. <laughs> you are the only one who struggles with this yes. and you said something really important uh in that i think it takes time and it's not always easy i think that's something i see a lot of people think oh i'm just going to open my doors and i'm going to get all the clients and it's going to be amazing off the bat and that's just not the case a lot of the time. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's a, a mantra that I've, I've had to work on really believing. So patience and persistence. That's something I always say to myself, patience and persistence. And I really do think that that has led to a lot of my success in knowing that I needed to be patient and I needed to be persistent in what I was doing. But sometimes there are days where you just, you say that to yourself and you're like, I don't, I don't believe it. But again, taking that stance from the beginning and saying, all right, like I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to be patient, but I'm going to be persistent in what I do. That's helped me today. Cause right now, you know, all travel agencies are not doing well. We're not booking travel. We're still just trying to, you know, get, get through this, this storm. And all I tell myself, I'm like patience and persistence. I'm like, we are going to be back to booking in no time back to helping people see the world, but I can't force it and I can't rush it. And that has really helped me from going into a negative state, you know, like I think just, uh, you know, it, that would be very easy to get into or to say, you know, I should just close my doors. What's the point of doing this? Like, no way. Like there's definitely, there's always going to be ups and downs business. There's going to be ups and downs in life and really making sure that I, I go back to that. You know what? There were other times where things weren't well. I had that patience. 
and I persisted through and that I'm going to have a great outcome again. It may take longer. It may take less time, but it'll, it'll get there. Okay. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So I would love, I know you said you are big on personal development. You've read a lot of books. Would you, do you know, or am I putting you on the spot here by asking you what some of your favorite personal development books are? Gosh, there's so many, and I'm actually sitting here, I'm looking in my office because I have tons of them on my bookshelf. I would say the one I always recommend to everyone, it sounds so basic, but I, it's one that I know I will probably read every single year for the rest of my life. It is Atomic Habits by Jason Clear. It is one of my favorites, you know, as, as much as sometimes people think that having habits or routine is boring, I think at the end of the day, it's something that keeps everyone grounded, not feeling, you know, overwhelmed or, you know, feeling their best self. It, and it's not just about, oh, my habit of drinking enough water or doing this, but really what are the habits that take you on the journey to get where you get? But it, again, it's not always about the end result. It's about enjoying everything while you're getting to where you want to go and having the right habits in place so you don't feel like, you're not making progress or you're failing. And I think that habits are the one thing where, you know, kind of going back to perfectionism, it doesn't matter if every day isn't great, but if there are certain habits that I know are true to my values, if I'm following those, those make me feel success on a smaller level. So it's not always about that big end result. So I would say that's definitely one of my favorites. The book that I'm reading right now is actually called Essentialism. Greg McKeon, I'm probably saying his last name wrong. It's so far fabulous book and it's all about saying no, which again, that's not groundbreaking or, you know, anything that hasn't been talked about before, but it is all about, especially as an entrepreneur, it's very easy to be distracted by, you know, people say like shiny, shiny balls. So far, the book has talked about is every decision that you're making every day leading you in that one direction, or do you have things, you know, these lines going in every different direction because you're saying yes to all of these different shiny balls and different things, or saying yes to commitments you shouldn't be because you feel guilt, you know, and really getting down to what is essential for me, my goals, my personal life, my business, that I'm really looking forward to digging into that one more. I know I've read the book Grit, Angela, I think it's Duckworth. That one really helped me. Um, you know, when I talk about patience and persistence, it, for me, Grit wasn't just like, oh, I have to push through pain, but how do I become a little more mentally strong. So really enjoyed that one. Gosh, there are so many. I'm, again, I'm like uh, looking through, I uh, know one um, kind of not really on the perfectionism topic, but there's a book called Quiet. It is a book all about being introverted. A lot of people don't realize when they meet me that I actually, and part of the reason why I think leaving the corporate world was really good for me is I actually really enjoy being alone. I get a lot of my energy or I need to, or I guess I need to be alone to restore my energy, but yet I still do like being around people, but in small, I, I hate to say small doses, but just, you know, little, little bits here and there. That book really helped me understand that it was okay to know when it was good to be around 
a lot of people, um, but also to make sure I'm restoring my energy the way that I need to, to obviously, again, be a better person for everyone else, be a better person for myself, for my family, things like that. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, they, I mean, I could go on and on and on. There's just, there's too many great books. And I think and part of the reason why, as much as I love to read on my phone, because sometimes I'll just pull up a book if I'm waiting in line at the grocery store and read a couple pages, but I like having hard copy books because I do look at them on my bookshelf and I'll say, you know, I need to reread that one because, you know, different stages of your business, different seasons of life, you're going to be able to apply those things in very different ways. And so mm -hmm. I just love being able to go back to them. Yeah. So there's a couple and then I'm, I keep getting more and more. There's also a book club um, and it's all just business professional development, personal development type books that we dig into monthly. So that's also been kind of keeping me on track with having some accountability with some other women where we're discussing you know it's not just I read it and apply it and go on to the next one but we're really digging into it together awesome a private book yeah. club that you have or is it on Facebook or it's um it's actually I was invited to it it's just a group of women locally so again happened to um, meet someone through networking and she you know we we clicked and you know kind of told her a little bit about, you know, what I was working on with business personally. And she was like, I really think you should join me and some other women that I've met. Because again, she owns a business too. She's like, I've met in my business journey. And not everyone in the group owns their own business, but it's just women that want to continue to personally and professionally develop and wanted a place to just be able to have fun. Um, it's once a month, but also be able to learn and learn from each other and learn differing perspectives and different things like that. So again, going back to that, that whole networking and relationship piece, you know, sometimes people, when they hear the word networking, they just think it's like, oh, going to an event and passing around your business card. I've really been looking at it as how am I really expanding myself in different ways just by making these different connections with people that I maybe wouldn't have met or come across in the past because we're not in the same industry or different things like that and just really focusing on like how are we supporting and building each other up and we may not even know the ins and outs of what, what each other do but um again that relationship focus yeah i love that i mean that's how you found me that's how we got yeah. here yes exactly. so you, you reached out and started a conversation and i love that so much and then here we are i think there's such power in it. And so many people talk about, you know, how social media is bad. And I think that's one of the beauties of social media is without Facebook, you and I would have not been connected. And so yeah. I, I really love that. And I love how you're using it to build those relationships. I think it's so important for business for sure. And, and just enriching your life in general with, with. Absolutely. I, I can tell, um, I mean, just personally how, I mean, I, I look back at, you know, all of those years and I just was, even though again, you achieve, I was not truly happy. I was not a happy person. Now I, I think to myself, you know, while again, while every day isn't perfect, I know I'm, I'm, so, I'm much more happy because I have so many people that are bringing 
positive things to my life and have helped me become a better person. I'm able to help other people become, you know, a better person. You know, I, I do have people reach out all the time. They want to learn about, you know, getting into travel or, or how do I start a business or how have you stuck through this? And, you know, I think being able to also serve in that manner has just brought a lot of joy to my life as well. But, you know, it's funny you mentioned with social media, it's one of those things. Yeah. Look, most of the time people say, you know, they love it or they hate it or they don't want to be on it. And while some days I don't want to be, um, you know, I try to post, you know, things for my business and stay in front of people. I guess I've, because I need to do that. And I know that's essential. I've learned to tune a lot of things out or just completely ignore if I don't, if I see something I don't like and mm-hmm. I just move past it because like you said, there are too many people that I never would have access to if it weren't for those mediums. And yeah, I mean, I noticed you and I, we had so many mutual connections and I mean, I, you know, I, well, I think I said, I was like, sorry to be a creeper, but I'm like, I see we know a lot of the same people, Yeah. Well, you know, what, what is our, our connection, you know, want to learn more about you. And I think that that is, even with all of the negativity people may find that overshadows all of that. And that just is, is the reason why I'll never not you know, stay online and I'll mm-hmm. continue to be the creeper and, you know, reach out to people I don't know and just say, Hey, do you want to, you know, have a zoom or grab a cup of coffee or, you know, do whatever. Um, Cause I think there's just too much we can all learn from each other and just too many great people out there, you know, to, to, to start chatting with. The thing though with you, and I want to point this out because I feel like relationships and using relationships to build your business is very much being taught, especially in network marketing. So you you can really tell though, I can tell the difference between somebody who really genuinely wants to have a conversation and start a relationship versus somebody who is saying, Hey, tell me about you because I want to sell you this thing in the next message. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And, you know, I think it's, that's definitely a challenge. And I have, at first, I thought to myself, well, you know, how, how rude of someone to do that? Because I still get, I mean, I, especially during all of this COVID, I've been getting messages from people, hey, I'm sure you're not making any money. Do you want to get another stream of income? And I try to look at it as, all right, I'm going to take that coming from a positive place that maybe they're looking out for me, even though they don't know me. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of it is, although is a little self-serving, it's hard to not say like, well, that's really rude that you would just only reach out and not ask, you know, like not start a conversation with me first. But I also think it becomes more of a, I think they're just not educated on what networking is. And I'm more, and I, I use it as an opportunity to not, it's not that I need to teach them what to do, but to just say, you know, Hey, I want to learn you know, more about you and your journey and personally, professionally, let's first connect. And maybe I might know someone that's a great fit for you and trying to model the behaviors of, but you know, for me, networking. Yes. When I first started doing it, I thought it was all about, Oh yeah, I need to meet this person because they're gonna they're they're gonna potentially have a client for me, or they might want to book a trip with me. And I realized that totally is not the point of it at all. Where it has really benefited my business again, the relationships and me being able to take what I've learned from those individuals that has helped me find the right clients, but in different ways, not from that. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's more of a a lot of people don't know 
really the power of networking because they've always been told to do it one way when really it's, yes, it's a lot more work, you know, reaching out to people, like setting up coffees and Zooms and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it takes, and that's the thing is it takes time. And a lot of people say they don't have the time, you know, and, we, and then you always hear, well, you make time for what's important to you. And I've realized that the more time I've put into the relationships, it's not that the less time I'm working, because I'm still working all the time, but I am getting the clients that are right for my business. I'm not having to always be on the hunt and spending the time feeling like I'm not gaining traction. So by focusing my energies on people and again, just making sure we have good relationships, I know that the rest of that will fall into place. Such an important differentiation and understanding of, of what business what relationships are in business and and really how to approach them. So hopefully that's helpful for people hearing more of the explanation of what networking is. And I do believe that in order to have a successful business, you have to be genuinely interested in relationships with people. For yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I mean, and even as I mentioned, I don't consider myself the most outgoing person, but I also, I know that my relationships do really well on a one-to-one -one basis. So even if you're introverted, it doesn't mean that you're always going to these, well, and I say this, I guess, pre-COVID, pre but you're not going to all these big gatherings and having to be in these big groups in, in places where it might make you uncomfortable. I mean, most of what I do, I know I, I am better one-to-one -one with people. So that's how I do a lot of my networking. I find that I have just better success getting to know people on that smaller, on that smaller basis. Yeah, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. absolutely. Find what works best for you. And, and social media is such a, an amazing place to be able to do that one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I love, well, and I love the fact now that everyone's becoming, although I guess I should take a step back. A lot of people are saying they're a little over zoomed right now just because everything has gone through. But I think though, it really has opened up a lot of opportunities because we, at least for me in the past, I wasn't always thinking like, hey, let's have a Zoom in it. It would always be like, let's go grab a cup of coffee or let's grab lunch. You know, people are in too many different places. Sometimes it's, you know, due to distance, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, why did we not ever think about, like we can still see each other and, you know, connect in a different way. And it doesn't have to be a phone call, which I know a lot of people don't like being on the phone. So I at least am happy that as things, you know, do start to go back to in-person, we still have these other mediums of connecting and that shouldn't stop us from networking. It should only really enhance the experience. I agree. There are some things that will go back to normal, but there are some things that shouldn't go back to normal mm -hmm. that we yeah. need to learn to continue moving forward. And this is a virtual is a great way to continue to connect. For Absolutely. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I think it just shows, you know, be, especially as a business owner, you have to be able to adapt to what's going on 
in the world. And, you know, if everything is, you know, for, you know, for meeting with clients, you know, cause I mean, I used to have clients invite me and they'd be like, will you come sit down at my dinner table and we're going to, you know, talk and plan things out. Well, we're not doing that anymore, but I can still sit on a zoom with everyone and like, let's have a conversation as a family and what you want to do. And it's just, you adapt, you know, get creative. And I, I don't think that necessarily takes away from um, what you're able, what you're able to do for other people. Yeah, definitely. It just accentuates or adds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to ask you my questions that I ask everyone. And so the first one is, is what do you feel has been the most vital to your growth? Going back to talking about personal and professional development, I think being open just ha- just having like the open-mindedness enough to say to myself, you know what, I'm, well, first of all, it's a lifelong journey of learning. I'm never going to have all of the answers or know the right things to do and constantly being open to learning new things, different perspectives and things like that. But I would actually say, I mean, I think it, you know, my husband, he's been my number one supporter since day one. Now I mentioned he was the one that really pushed me to take that leap and he had the confidence in me even when I didn't. He's the one that can, you know, when I don't have those great days and I'll say, Say, you know what? I like. Why did I ever get into this? Because that does go through my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I ever thought this was a good idea. And he reminds me that the other six out of the seven days of the week, this is what lights up my life. I think having someone, um, while all of the relationships from networking and a lot of people I reach out to we can have really great conversations, but just the one person that keeps me grounded when things do get at their most challenging point um, and to be able to say, all right, you need to go back to kind of what was your why. Think about all the clients that you've served, the ones that reach out to you and tell you how you changed um, their experiences with travel. And that's really what gets me back to, you know, a better point. So I think that, and, you know, and he, he definitely pushes me to continue improving all the time, but he's also my biggest sounding board too. You know, being an entrepreneur, it's, it's lonely because even all my other entrepreneur friends, they're busy with their own businesses. And I can't always say, Hey, do you want to have a brainstorming session? Or do you, you know, I need help with a little bit of strategy here. And um, so, you know, he's always the one that's willing to give me time and just help me kind of work through things in my business. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. And so second one is moving forward. What do you want to make sure people know or that they take from this episode? Well, I would say, I mean, for anyone that has thought about starting their own business, I would, even if, if you are confident you want to get into it, I would actually not stop, but get out there and network and meet other people. Maybe that aren't necessarily getting into the same type of business, but that are other newer entrepreneurs, get to know them, you know, buy them a cup of coffee, ask them questions and, you know, really hear about what are, what you will be experiencing and what you will be feeling before you even get into it. And to know that when you get started, that that's okay. Because I do think a lot of people, even if they have that initial confidence, which I didn't have, you know, they'll jump in and all these things won't go as originally planned and they'll bail on something that could have been and would have been truly great. So I think starting out again, it's not networking to get clients or to make money or to sell someone something, but like start reaching out and just having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. I think from there, you know, also just making sure that you are 
kind of going back to the book that I'm reading now that's reminding me that I need to start cutting back on things. So not saying yes to everything, really getting decisive on, you know, what is, and it's not what's the end goal, but just what are the priorities? What are your values? And only saying yes and only doing the things that align with that. So you're not going in a hundred different directions and feeling overwhelmed all the time because it's very easy when you own your own business to feel overwhelmed with the number of things that you have to do. There's too many things. I would just say don't, don't be afraid to reach out to someone on Facebook, you know, it's, uh, or reach out to anyone anywhere or, or go to someone else and say, hey, I'm looking to talk to someone about this. Do you know someone? And that's been the biggest thing is I have become comfortable with not being shy about saying, you know, I just need to talk to someone about this. Who do you know? And it's amazing who other people can connect you to and then that how that continues to open other doors and connect connect you to people you never would have known otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 All right. So how can people find you? I will have links to all of your places in the show notes so that they can get to you easier that way. But I know there are probably people listening who, uh, just love you from hearing you speak, but also maybe want to dream about the day that they can go <laughs> and take a vacation. <laughs> right, yeah. And when that happens again, and maybe get your help with that. So how can they, how can they find you? Where do you like to hang out on sure. social and all of those things. Yeah. And I would say what, yeah, whether it's travel related or it's about business or anything, I'm always, I'm always open to having people reach out. I would say, so social media, Facebook and Instagram, I'm, you'll find me on. So um, facebook.com slash plan your perfect vacation, Instagram, my handle is plan your perfect vacation. If you want to you know, creep a little more. My website, it's planyourperfectvacation.com. So those are always great places to start and just send a note and, um, and we'll figure out a way to connect from there. But um, definitely I'm open to, to chatting with anyone. Again, if I can, if I can serve and whether it's travel related or business related or networking related, I'm more than happy to have a conversation with anyone. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Samantha, so much for being here today. I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah, me too. All right, my friends, what an awesome interview. We absolutely believe in the power of our stories, and we are so very grateful to our guests who have the courage to speak their truth and share their heart, experiences, and light with all of us. If you want more of the WE podcast, make sure you head over to theweespot.com where you can find all of our episodes as well as the WE Spot blog. The We Spot is your go-to spot for growth, connection, authenticity, and encouragement. You can also find us on social media. Head over to the We Spot Facebook and Instagram pages and get plugged in. You can also find me, Sarah Moneras, on my personal Facebook and Instagram pages as well. If you love the We Podcast, we would be thrilled for you to rate the podcast and write us a review. We want as many people as possible to be lifted up in growth and get connected with our community. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes dropping every single week. We can't wait to see you over on social media. Thank you for being here today. It means a lot to us. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.